श्री गोरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जय सो कंटिन्यूइंग आवर डिस्कशन ऑफ श्रीमद भागवतम फर्स्ट कैनो चैप्टर 8 वी आर एट द बिगिनिंग ऑफ द प्रेयर्स ऑफ क्वीन कुंती एज वी लर्न्ड क्वीन कुंती इज वन ऑफ द एक्स्ट्रॉर्डिनरी वुमेन इन द भागवत एंड द मेंशन ऑफ हर एंड हर प्रेयर्स हियर फॉलो the glorification of draupadi another famous woman and uttara another famous woman the mother of maharaj parikshit and kunti devi is the aunt of krishna the sister of his father in mathura vasudev and although she had like the other pandavas who were her sons arjuna is one of her sons and yudhishthir and so forth a very intimate relationship with krishna who would come and touch his auntie's feet and so forth uh with respect this uh we discussed this to some extent the measure of the bhakti that we find amongst the pandavas and this circle of uh devotees was is very uh extraordinary and this is the circle in which maharaj parikshit finds himself as the grandson of arjuna and so this whole section here uh which is going to go on for chapters and chapters is really a uh big in in some respects a big uh uh lead up up lead lead up to the uh appearance of maraj parikshit on the scene in terms of his being cursed and to die and meeting sukadev goswami on the bank of the ganges and the second canto begins with sukadev's speech hmm? so segueing in through raj parikshit a principal in one sense the principal hearer of the bhagavatam spoken by sukadev hmm? um he's this principal speaker is brought out who he is what his qualifications are and so forth just after the principal or listener i should say here just after the principal speaker sukadev has been glorified as uh, a jeevan mukta who although self-satisfied nonetheless turned uh to bhakti and krishna leela indicating that it's transcendental to self-realization brahman realization uh self-satisfaction and so forth and prior to that of course we heard about uh vyasadev who compiled the bhagavatam what his realization was and so forth so uh and this is all being narrated by suta goswami who was a hearer of the bhagavatam himself who heard it when sukadev spoke it to parikshit maharaj and he's explaining it now to the sages of naimishranya so we have a number of speakers and uh hearers of the bhagavatam when we were finding out that they were all devotees of krishna hmm? um on both sides of the equation so now as we as i say segwayed into a, a understanding of who the who Raj Parikshit is who heard from Sukadev we are also via him we're segueing into the first the beginning narrative of Krishna Leela and it picks up where the Bhagavad Gita ends off in the middle of the 
we're at the end of the of the battle of Kurukshetra, and so we're picking up the pieces now after that uh, particularly Leela, and we're finding ourselves in the midst of some very very extraordinarily dear uh, devotees of Krishna, the Pandava family, Draupadi, and uh, extended family Uttara, and uh, uh, now uh, Kunti Devi. Hmm? And although Kunti is a very intimate uh, servitor of Krishna in in uh, uh, parental love as a as an aunt, uh, we find that she has just seen an extraordinary display of Krishna's prowess as he protected her sons, the Pandavas, from the mantra weapon of Ashvatthama. Externally and internally, he protected the the uh, grandson of Arjun, who was inside the womb of Uttara. So he was inside and outside everything, and he performed this wonderful um, uh, uh, display of godly power and so forth. And so her parental love is receding a little to the background by the strength of his godhood which is in the foreground, unlike the inhabitants of Vrindavan, as we've explained, whose love, parental or friendly or romantic, will never recede to the background, despite how much godhood Krishna displays there in Vrindavan. These devotees outside of Vrindavan, they will be affected by that display of godliness. And so she's backing up a little bit and offering these uh, meaningful uh, prayers uh, full of sit- Gaudiya Siddhanta and uh, glorification of Krishna and so forth. But it will see she's kind of moving in between the two uh, positions. Krishna trying to keep her in one as his aunt and but his godliness has just been shown causing her to to uh, uh, wax in the other uh, uh, direction the, the result of which is these beautiful prayers which we're benefiting from and so on. <clears throat> So, the extraordinary lady has said a couple things already. Now she says, "Tata paramahamsanam munina mamalatmanam bhakti yoga vidana artam katam pashyema kistriya." So here she is a little self-deprecating, apparently, ostensibly, when in reality her position as an intimate uh, servitor of Krishna actually comes out. She says, Tata paramahamsanam muninamamalatmanam. So, uh, and furthermore, she's saying, Tata paramahamsanam. There are the paramahamsas, the great, uh, uh, great swans, it means. Parama means great and supreme, and hamsa means swan. This is a uh, term that's been used to uh, describe the, uh, the sages who have the ability to take the essence of uh, uh, spirituality to, to distinguish between matter and spirit. Uh, sometimes it's said that the swan uh, is able to drink milk if it's mixed with water and take out the milk. Uh, it'd be interesting to see that, but. Uh, and uh, and so the, the great sages are said to be able to extract the spiritual 
which is the nature of the self, consciousness from matter, and then we go on from there, of course, um, f- further. Here, a general idea of the Paramahamsa is being glorified. A Paramahamsa, Muni no Mamalatmanam. Muni means a big, big thinker, hmm? uh, a big jnani, Amalatmanam. The jnanis are characterized by Amal Atman. Their Atman is Amal, spotless, pure. Indeed, it's uh, we can't really uh, embark upon the Gyanmarg without some the, the prerequisite of having gone through, as the Gita explains, Nishkam Karma. Nishkam Karma is a purificatory orientation hmm, to um, uh, to the world, a selfless orientation to work that purifies the heart from being uh, attached to the fruits of one's action and enjoying them for oneself, as a result of which wisdom, mystic wisdom, in, makes its ingress into the heart, a clean heart, and one can cultivate then that, that gyan. So uh, unlike bhakti, there's a, there's a considerable prerequisite for treading the gyan uh, mark. This nishkam karma yoga, of course, can have a bhakti orientation or a gyan orientation in terms of its... Um, its pursuit, of course. We also know that one can take up bhakti, hearing and chanting, uh, without any purification. Somewhere on the bottom here? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so anyway, um, uh, this is more or less these words here, panamahamsanam, muninamamalatmanam, a description of what we saw in Sukadev Goswami prior to his having heard the Bhagavatam and become attracted to Krishna's pastimes. So she says there are people, more or less she's saying, like Sukadev who are very extraordinary. Hmm? And Bhakti Yogana Bidhan Artam, they uh, have as the goal of their uh, Bhakti Yoga when they come to Bhakti. Um, uh, uh, Krishna, hmm? he is. She's saying, "You are the goal, the ideal, the object of love, the, the vishayalambana hmm? of bhakti rasa." You're the, the the in rasa. We have to have the two two components: the vishayalambana, the ashrayalambana, alambana vibhava. It, uh, so, alambana uh, vibhava is. Either the, the the shelter of love, which is the devotee, the personified, the vessel of love, and the ashra, the vishayalam, the object of love. Mm, these two components. So she's saying, you are the object of love of the bhakti, of of bhakti yoga, and the paramhamsas and and the spotless souls uh, uh, who come to bhakti yoga. You are, you know, their their pursuit. Hmm? Um, now, th- these types of persons, great sages and so forth, are not the not foolish people that were mentioned in the previous verse. The previous verse, she said, foolish people can't see you. Hmm? The verse before that, she said, alakshan sarvutanam, nobody can see you. You're everywhere, but nobody can see you. Hmm? Sarvabhutanam, living, living beings can't see you. Uh, uh, Certainly, foolish living beings deluded by Maya, by the curtain of Maya, which she described, 
Hmm? Cannot see you. They cannot understand you. You're covered by your maya. Hmm? Uh, you're like an actor on the stage and so forth. And uh, what's your actual position? They cannot understand. Now she's talking about people who should be able to understand. Paramahamsas, munis, whose souls are pure and so forth. And she's saying, they try to, they're trying to see you too. Hmm? You're the object of love for they, of bhakti yoga. If they come to bhakti yoga, such people may have recourse to see you. Hmm? How can I see you? She's saying. Hmm? So she's developing this idea. Nobody can see you. The fools can't see you. These paramhamsas and so forth, they pursue you. Um, she doesn't say they see you. Whether they see you or not, I'm not sure. But uh, But they should be able to. Hmm? But katam pashema histriya. How can an ordinary woman like me see you? Hmm? So as I said, ostensibly she's deprecating herself and in her own mind um, she is uh, uh, speaking accurately about her disqualification. Hmm? Um, but in reality, we know she is seeing him Indeed, he's coming, as I said earlier, and touching his feet. My dear auntie, what, what service can I render to you? So, uh, we know nobody can see him. Certainly the fools can't see him. The Parmhamses and the Moonies, souls appear, they want to see him. What is Kunti's position? We were seeing him on a regular basis. And he was bowing his head to her and so forth and asking what, what service he could could render, and this is all very bewildering to her. Hmm? When she starts to wax and think of his, his godliness, and, and then I'm how am I, how am I seeing you? Hmm? And of course, she's seeing him because she is a great bhakti yogin. She has reached the perfection of of bhakti yoga, hmm? and so. Uh, Really, bhakti as the means to see uh, Sri Krishna is what is being glorified here. She is the example of that. And now she'll go on and say what? She'll say, uh, Krishnaya Vasudevaya Devaki Nandanaya Cha, Nanda Gopakumaraya Govindayanamo Namaha. So she starts telling us the, the way to see. And, she, and she's also telling us. Uh, uh, making it clear to us how much she sees Krishna. She knows the way to see Krishna. Hmm? The way is bhakti, and and the way to see Krishna, being bhakti, involves seeing Krishna in relation to his different devotees. These different devotees represent this, this his rup shakti, his own nature. Hmm? There's the maya shakti we heard about in this chapter repeatedly. There's the jiva shakti we've heard about repeatedly. There's the Sarup Shakti we've heard about repeatedly. And one of the things we've heard um, uh, here in, in this narrative section of the Leela is that the Sarup Shakti is more, we say these Shaktis are one and different from Krishna at the same time, but the Sarup Shakti is more one than different. The Maya Shakti is more different than one, and the Jeev Shakti is kind of in between. <laughs> um, but it can become more one 
by association with, by the ingress of the Sarup Shakti. So, so Krishnaya, uh, Vasudevaya, Devaki Nandanaya Cha, Nanda Gopakumaraya, Govind. She's make, she's going actually uh, up on a progressive ladder of uh, uh, describing intimacy in bhakti for Bhagawan and describing the object of of bhakti yoga that's standing before her in terms of um, its um, its uh, being if you will uh, one with the the object of love being bhakti yoga being one with the love itself. So, when talking about Krishna, she's talking about love of Krishna. Hmm? She says, "And and who is that object of love of bhakti yoga who's standing before me? This is uh, 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 Krishnaya. Hmm? And to be clear, who is Krishnaya? Vasudev." <sighs> Krishnaya Vasudevaya. So Vasudevaya means this is a general word in one sense. Vasudev Shuddhashatva. Hmm, what is that verse? Vasudev Shabdita is the is the is the pure condition of consciousness. But she's actually speaking more specifically here. You're the son of Vasudev. Hmm? I'm your aunt. Hmm? I'm his uh, brother. Hmm? So, Krishna, who is Krishna, this Krishna, who is the son of Vasudev? Hmm? In other words, if we want to understand Krishna, the object of bhakti love, of bhakti yoga, hmm? we will talk about the love of him hmm? that corresponds with that. Hmm? So, he's, he's, he's the son of Vasudev. Hmm? This is his uh, father in uh, Mathura, and as I say, the uh, the brother of Kunti, so she's thinking of him. How much he loved Krishna, hmm? Devaki Nandanaya Cha. So, but Devaki's paternal love uh, exceeds in paternal excellence and uh, in intimacy the love of Vasudev. Devaki Nandanaya Cha, who, and who this is the fa- famous the famous name of Krishna you can find in the Rig Veda. Hmm? Devaki Nanda. Devaki is, of course, the one mother, and Yashoda is the other mother. Yashoda means who gives fame. So Yashoda was willing to give up the fame of being the, the mother of Krishna. Let Devaki be known as the mother of Krishna, and I'll call me whatever you want, stepmother or whatever, but I'll, I'll keep him in Vrindavan <laughs> and then see him in his childhood and so on and so forth, which Devaki did not get the ex- opportunity to experience. By the time she saw Krishna, he was already a, an adolescent. Hmm? So, uh, of course, he, he goes from here to, or she goes from here from Devaki Nanda to Nanda Gopa, that's his Nanda Maharaj, in a sense here, Yashoda is also included, although her love in particular, Yashoda's love, would also be glorified in these prayers and be brought out uh, in a few verses down the road. We have the experience in Bhagavatam later on also where Devaki, uh, well, two occasions where she got to meet Krishna after his birth. After his birth, then he was taken by 
Vasudev to Vrindavan. Then when he was just a young adolescent, he came, of course, and killed Kamsa and reunited with his parents. And then he went off to uh, um, uh, Dwarka, and then he went at it for this occasion of the solar eclipse to Kurukshetra. And there, there was a meeting of Yashoda and and Devaki. Hmm? And there, Devaki said, "You're his mother, hmm? actually." Uh, and glor- and she herself glorified. Yashodamai. Yashodamai is the is the, the pinnacle of um, Vatsalya Rasa. This uh, great devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu what is his name? Kavikarnapur wrote a beautiful book um, Ananda Vrindavan Champu glorifying the pastimes of Krishna and so forth. In there he writes that the reason for Krishna's uh, manifesting the, his leela, the prakat leela, the boma leela, was uh, to give Yashoda a chance to experience the childhood pastimes. And because in Golok he's a kishore, the unmanifest leela. And the manifest leela then he actually goes literally through the childhood, and so that's why it's said to be that much more excellent. Hmm? Uh, so, in Golok, she sees him as a Kishore, but sees him as as her child, and doesn't quite see him as, even though he's appearing as a Kishore. But in the Prakat Lila, then, she actually gives birth to him. Hmm? This is a very <laughs> extraordinary idea. Hmm? And so she is the the pinnacle of the uh, Batsali Rasa. But Devaki is more famous. Mm-hmm. Mentioned in the Veda, Devaki Nandan Krishna, and the Janmastami celebration in, is in Mathura. This is a big event in Mathura. He's born in Mathura. So the secret and kind of really Gaudiya understanding that the Goswamis have brought out is that it was, it was a, a false birth, a fake birth in Mathura. The birth of his expansion only, hmm? his actual birth. After all, what kind of birth is 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 there in Mathura, when a four-armed child comes out full of ornaments and everything, and and Devaki experiences no pains of labor or anything. So this can't be the real birth of Krishna. Whereas in in Vrindavan, hmm, then there was no big affair other than the anticipation of Nanda and all the inhabitants of Vrindavan for Krishna's birth. And he didn't appear four-armed, or he came in the night, and, and a nurse came in and said, oh, that son is here, and went to inform Nanda Maharaj, and there weren't big prayers offered to the Supreme Personality of God, and so on and so forth. So, she's the giver of fame, Yashoda. She gave the fame to Kadevaka. You be the mother. You be the... Everybody... Pay attention. Do you leave me alone over here with my son? <laughs> to, to have these uh, these intimate uh, pastimes. So to enter there, that is very extraordinary. This is what access Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has made available. And here, Kunti Devi is now going in that direction when she says, "Devaki Nandanaya Cha," and 
Nandagopakumaraya. So now we've gone from Mathura to Vrindavan. Hmm? And uh, so you are the, the, the youth, the Kumara, uh, the young son of Nanda and all the Gopa people there. Hmm? This is the Sambandhanuga. She is a, a, a Sambandhanuga herself, uh, like uh, Arjun in, in the city life. Uh, and now we've moved to the village and some of the Nuga means relationship with Krishna in Batsalya, Dasya and Sakya, Rasa where there's some legal relationships with Krishna whereas the gopis relationship is illegal hmm? and it's called Kamanuga it's like out of Lust, it shouldn't be done. It appears out of lust, but that kind of force, actually. But that that lust, when we look carefully, we see it is actually the highest supreme. Hmm? So she only alludes to that here uh, briefly. Um, doesn't speak directly about it. Speaks only indirectly. She says, Nanda Gopakumaraya Govindaya Namonamaha. Gobindaya, of course, means Krishna, the cowherd, the protector of the cows, the protector of the earth, the protector of the Veda, and gives pleasure to the transcendental senses of the devotees and so forth. Hmm? Uh, but the name Govinda is also the name that Krishna was given just as he um, became uh, a youth hmm? in the Govardhan Leela. As you know, Krishna was as was is uh, mature for his age, kind of like Nitai. Nitai, <laughs> he has that up. He has that opulence. Uh, sometimes we see that. So uh, he was only seven, but he was already, you know, had his eyes on the uh, Brajsundaris, beautiful ladies of the Braj, and with the lifting of Govardhan Hill, among many other things, of course, that were accomplished, he was showing his prowess to the, to the, to the girls of Vrindavan, hmm? holding like this, it is said, with his little finger and his other fingers clenched with the hill on top, gave him a little window to look in a way that no one else would, would see and know, that he was looking at the gopis and Radha in particular. Balaram could understand, oh, he's looking at her. Hmm? That's why he's so strong. Mm-hmm. That's where he's getting his strength hmm? to accomplish this. The other cowards are putting up their, their sticks and so forth. Hmm? So, Gobindaya is here in an, in, in, in indirect reference to the intimacy within Vrindavan of the gopis' love for him, which is what the Bhagavatam really seeks to showcase as the furthest reach of bhakti, which is the furthest reach of what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, came to give. So, a very as I say here, she's showing the way to see. If you want to see Krishna, then we have to... Uh, uh, See Krishna by the influence of his Rup Shakti. We have to acknowledge that Rup Shakti. Actually, seeing Krishna means seeing all these things. In other words, seeing his other devotees and so forth. 
so on. Sometimes people make songs about Krishna and uh, it's, just, it's them and Krishna and, uh, and so on and so forth. But we find in the Gaudiya uh, songs, there's always mention of all of the attendant paraphernalia and devotees and this is indication. They're actually seeing Krishna. I mean, the, the real Krishna. <laughs> Krishna in Lila, because as you probably used to say very simply, make the same point that I'm making, Krishna's never alone. Hmm? The yogis may see him alone with the Gyan Mudra and so forth, but we think they're not they're not seeing the full Krishna. Hmm? Hmm? The full idea of Krishna is is uh, um, Krishna under the influence of bhakti, under the influence of his shakti. So she's, she said here, who, who can see him? Hmm? Fools can't see him. Ordinary people cannot see him. The Paramhamsas, the Munis, they want to see him. They ought to be able to see him. He's the object of bhakti yoga that they have to come to. How can I see him? When we say, you are seeing him, Kunti. Hmm? You are seeing him. Uh-huh. Uh, she's so she's deprecate, self-deprecating, but but it's in the context of doing that, her actual position is coming out, and the glorification of bhakti is coming out. You could be a paramhamsa, you could be a muni, amalatmanam, and not be a devotee, and have no scope for seeing Krishna. You might see the brahman or paramatma and so forth but to see Krishna and all of his leelas. And so she's seeing him in the context of all of his leela. That means to see him. Hmm? We are interested in that Krishna who's, uh, who's subordinate to the love of his uh, devotees. So beautiful glorification of bhakti as the means. Any question? Yes. Right, right. Yeah, there's a description in the Bhagavatam of Vasudeva and Devaki, how they became the sons, and Nanda and Yashoda, how they became the, or excuse me, the fathers and mothers, and how Nanda and Yashoda became the fathers and mothers. And the descriptions given in the text itself hmm, have them in previous lives, isn't it, uh, performing different. Uh, austerities or penances and so on and so forth. Hmm? And so when the Goswamis, the principal commentators in the Bhagavatam, they, they look carefully at that. They understand, of course they understand the situation, so they understand the text. And the import is, how could you get Vatsali Rasa by living for... Um, so many years and only eating fr- fruits that drop from the trees and roots that come out of the ground and whatever austerities they performed. This is not the way to become, to enter into Vatsalya Rasa. Hmm? You understand? So they could understand that, that on the one hand, um, this is not the means to, to actually become the mother of Krishna. Hmm? 
uh, or or someone would couldn't uh, in in and of itself, uh, and furthermore, Krishna has to have an eternal um, mother, not one who is a sadhana siddha. So they to interpret it. On its, to take it on its face would be to contradict what the whole Bhagavatam is about. Hmm? And so they've pointed that out. And then they showed from other places, references and so forth, how uh, there are souls that take shelter of other souls hmm? to... Uh, uh, um, and so, with the descent of Nanda and Yashoda, hmm, Vasudeva and Devaki, other souls, Prishni Garba and I forget their names and so forth, who had descended from heaven to participate in Krishna's pastimes when Krishna told Brahma, send the gods and all of the goddesses, I'm going to descend on it. When actually Vishnu, Shiradakshaya Vishnu communicated with, I'm going to descend and the gods should come. So the gods and goddesses came. And some of those have, are some type of sadhakas also in heaven. Just like you might not perfect your bhakti and go to heaven. And then you're there for a long time. Krishna performed his pastimes, then you come. And so they came and they took shelter of Nanda and Yashoda. And kind of their souls entered their souls. And, and so in the context of that association... Then they got some sense of Vatsalya Rasa also. Hmm? Whereas Vasudeva Bhakti, Nanda, Nishoda, and so forth are not persons who have uh, perfected their bhakti by, by sadhana, but they are actually the Sarup Shakti of Krishna. So it's a lengthy explanation they've given. Hmm? Uh, but it's, it's not a labored explanation. Um, by any means, but a very insightful explanation that if you study, you know, how could, yeah, that makes perfect sense because um, otherwise it would contradict the whole of the import of, of Srimad Bhagavatam. You had a question? Well, I have my question to do with Satyadevi and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I know it's not talked about in the same way, but I just thought it's interesting because she has so much Vasalya Bhav towards Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So what's the question? Well, the question is, he's, she's in the neutral and does, is, is there analogous thinking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent uh, for Satyadeva to experience motherhood and childhood of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Well, she's Jashoda. Uh-huh. So, she's Jashoda coming again. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So she already... About that, as Dashoda. Now he's coming again in a special Leela, so she's there as well. Hmm. So, again, the point here is that by bhakti, Krishna can be understood. These are all examples of bhakti, these are all the, the primary paradigmatic figures for different rasas uh, that have been mentioned. Uh, uh, Nanda Maharaj, Vatsalya Rasa in 
in in in Vrindavan, Vasudev Devaki, and Vatsalya Rasa in in uh, Mathura. Uh, Govinda, the name means the coward. Sakiras is there, and indirectly, this uh, uh, Gopi Bhava is mentioned. Hmm? Uh, and by implication, those those who understand the the implication, then the minds go to the Gopi figures and so forth. These are the 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 exemplars, the paradigmatic figures that exemplify type of bhak, different types of bhakti who are to be followed uh, in the footsteps of by the Gaudias. Mm. So we Bhagavatam will be full of such descriptions of them. This is the whole section is the glorification of the pastimes of Krishna. So we're hearing about different devotees and so forth. To hear about the devotees is the same as hearing about Krishna in effect, as much as their devotion and Krishna are one and the same. They're mo- Krishna's more, if you will, their devotion than he is anything else. Hmm? One might see him as something else hmm, in yoga or jnana, as paramatma, as brahman, as so forth. He, <laughs> he's much more the love of his devotees for him than anything else. That uh, <sighs> This is the way, as I say way to see him. Hmm. Any other seeing is of Krishna is is, uh, is questionable. Hmm. Anything else? All right, we stop there. Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam. Yeah.